Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. If you are celebrating this weekend slash tomorrow, I hope that you're stuffing your face with the most delicious food ever and feeling full but not bloated and just like totally content. And if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving over the weekend, I hope you're still stuffing your face with delicious food and feeling full, but not bloated as well. One note before I start is that I just want to say a huge, huge, 
huge thank you to everyone who has been a supporter of mine on Patreon. You guys have made it possible for me to do this podcast over the past couple months. And I'm just so grateful for you all. And I really appreciate your support. And my mind is blown at the amount of people who have come forward to support this podcast. It just is like, it's incredible to me. So thank you so much. You guys are my heroes. And I would also like to take a moment and thank my premium sponsors, Johnny Smith, William Jones, Meredith Good, and Jenna Griffin. Thanks to you guys, it's all happening. If you're interested in becoming a patron of Sex Unique Podcast, you can visit www.patreon.com slash Podcast for more info. And now, without further ado, here's an extra special episode of SEP. You're listening to the Sexy Unique Podcast. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you And I'm like your I'm host, you. Laura like Marie Shane Hall yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up We ain't about to take it easy, hope you cakes up Love with the beat, here we go so in Come a girl with a friend, you be both win Hotel chilling, yeah, she's Hi Hi Please welcome Nomi Fry to the podcast Hi everyone oh, I'm so glad you're here Oh my god, I'm so thrilled to be here Like, okay, so you were a guest on Pumped back in the day Yes But your episode never got released it never aired. It's the lost episode. It's a, lo- a true lost episode, yeah. which is sad. But now we're writing that wrong, and we're we are. doing this now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and I'm, we get to be IRL instead of like that's true because I was uh, I was uh, calling in from New York last yeah. time, but now I'm in, actually in Lara's pad, mm-hmm. beautiful pad on the couch on the couch. Um, and you, the reason you kind of or the reason we were able to connect is because you wrote that amazing piece about Vanderpump Rules. Yes, I did. This was about a year and a half ago. I wrote this. Um, there's a weekly column in the New York Times uh, Sunday magazine, which is called Letter of Recommendation. Every week, uh, a writer, a different writer recommends something. And it's like a little essay. And I recommended Vanderpump Rules, which is everything to me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so that's how I, I, you know, at least briefly became like mainstream media's uh or like golden I, girl gold- <laughs> the <laughs> it girl go, go, the it girl for vanderpump rules yeah featured in the new york times <laughs> an intellectual yeah but you prove so on the last episode of the podcast that i did um my friend carrie o'donnell was on and we were talking about how vanderpump rules is a show for geniuses like i think so it truly is like it's a show for intellectuals I think so. And there's so much to talk about. It's so rich. There's so much like deep psychological shit that's going on. Yeah. And like, so, and you were really the first person that ever gave a voice to that and an opinion to that. Right. I mean, I think it's a really rich text and it tells us a lot about where we are as a country, where we are as a culture. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, life is better when Vanderpump is on the air. It is. Like, I really feel every time, like, a cycle ends like a season ends i feel my mood like flatlining i you know i become sort of drawn and more quiet and and a little bit depressed you know things totally. go a little bit dark let's face it and then when the air date for you know the premiere uh is announced for the new season mm-hmm. i just like perk up right away yeah and i feel like there's uh, a light at the end of the tunnel there is yeah and i like that it airs kind of during the darkest winter months, Mm -hmm. 
it mm-hmm. gives you it like is a way to comp- combat seasonal depression. Yeah, and it's especially for those of us like myself who live on the East Coast. Um, you know, it 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 it, it lets us in on this uh, eternal summer. Mm-hmm. It's a California of the mind, if you will. It is. Yeah. Um, and you, so when one of my favorite moments too with the article you wrote was when Andy Cohen read it aloud to the cast. Yes. Because you like didn't mince words. You were basically the most like poignant statement was that these people, and you probably, you probably know better than I do, but like they stagnate. You watch them stagnate in right. their own, like in a mess of their own making and they never kind of mature or get learn from their mistakes or anything. Right. And that was kind of your central thesis, was it not? Yes. So um, it was more about, yeah, it was about kind of an arrested development, I guess, where these people were usually what we're used to is stories of uh, progression, at least, you know, um, when we're thinking about kind of cultural texts, we follow people growing wiser and getting older and having families and, you know, like proceeding in their career and stuff. And and I think the point of Vanderpump in a way is kind of um, that these people, of course, of course they have ambitions as, as people. I'm separating that from like what we see on the yeah, show. Obviously like they're like, right. So, but the characters they play, it's like even in the, the fact that they constantly date each other, you know, it's like this, this sort of like cycle, never ending cycle. Mm-hmm. Um and they're still all around the restaurant, even though, of course, some of them are doing sort of slightly different things, but it's unclear exactly what they're doing. It's definitely like still f- features as the hub, you know, this place that they've worked at since yeah. some of them, their early 20s. And now a lot of them are in their 30s. And so I but I kind of figured it as a as a as a way to think about it as like what the pleasure of watching the show is, because I think you said it's a, it's a show for people who are, I mean, I don't know if it's intellectuals or whatever. And of course, like a whole bunch of different types of people watch yeah. the show. But I think the pleasure is for uh, sort of stressed out, neurotic, like ambitious, overachieving people to watch the show is to say, okay, let's like take a break. It's like smoking a joint or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, let's sit with it for a second and so it's not a bad thing necessarily, but yeah, but you're right. I didn't mince words in the sense that I was like, yeah, they're not moving forward. Yeah. At least on the show. At least on the show. Yeah. Because now what's interesting is they seem to be, because I think it it's an interesting crossroads because every reality show comes to a point if it gets popular enough that like the people on the show actually achieve like fame mm-hmm. and some money and then like can pursue what career ambitions they want. Right. So they're kind of at that crossroads mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. but still in the world of the show, they're all very much tied to Sir, which yeah. I think is just like, that's like a facade. Like that's right, not of real. But I'm like, I guess I ask myself, this is like, would you be okay if these people like succeed in their life? Like, is that what you want truly? I or is mean, it- I'm torn, I guess, because on the one hand, of course, I only wish them the best. They're like my favorite people. Yeah. Um, and I'm obsessed with them. But on the other hand, I'm wondering how it would really work in the show if they suddenly, I mean, you know, I I think one of the examples or one of the potentials 
that we're going to encounter this season that I'm curious about is kind of the the Tom Tom mm-hmm. subplot. We're like, okay, so are they going to really supposedly at least I don't know if this is real or not. Like, open after a restaurant, open a restaurant, be and business like, partners, be business partners with Lisa. Yeah, and you see like Sandoval being more you know gung ho about it. And on the other hand, you see Schwartz, who's always like, no, man, I can't do it. I just want to, like, I don't know, like, model, like, men's, you know, sort of, Mm -hmm. like, middle-range, mid-range menswear in the valley. Kind of jump around Uh, and point at things (laughs) while people take pictures of me. Right, right. God bless him. I I mean, mean, I love him. He must make good money for that. Yeah. No, and I I support that. But so so the question is really, yeah. So so I guess I'm torn. I don't know. A, A part of me would like it to remain the one still point in a turning world where mm-hmm. like um you know everything changes and like especially now things are so fucking crazy in in the country in the world and you just feel like you can't even keep up and so you need that one constant of like we can always trust schwartz to like do those modeling jobs or whatever yeah I mean, I think um, the more things change, the more they stay the same right. with that crowd. Like, and that there is just like a constant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they're definitely like they're mo- they're moving on up in the world. Yeah, and I'm happy for them. And I think maybe you know, I mean, even if we think about you know this this was conceived obviously. I mean, this is like an offshoot of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and um. It was supposed to be for the younger crowd. It was supposed to be for the less affluent or like representing at least the less affluent crowd um, of like servers and, you know, kind of aspirants rather mm-hmm. than like already like wealthy, successful, I guess, or yeah. at least, yeah, rich people. Um, but I guess, you know, if we take like, um, say, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as an example, things change for them, too. And yet something about the dynamics will always be reliably stagnant, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. So maybe the same thing can happen for our friends on Vanderpump. I think so. Yeah. I would. I wish that they would show us more of what their life looks like outside of the restaurant, Mm -hmm. Mm because I just think it's such a tired, like, who is believing that they actually, like, care enough to work there. Right. But... I, I mean, I'll take whatever I can get. No, I really will take whatever I can get. Yeah. But Lara, you uh, have told me in the past that you've seen some of them at the Sweat Garage. Yeah, I've seen Jackson Brittany working out at Sweat Garage. Did you do a class with them? I did. I didn't because um, I'm on class pass. So I just mm-hmm. kind of go wherever and then reach my limit and then go to a new gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so right before the summer, like right as the season five was ending, mm-hmm. they were going to sweat garage a lot together. So I, I feel like they did times. some sort of challenge. I remember seeing on Instagram, they maybe did like a 30 day challenge. Yeah. And Jax was talking about becoming more cut and defined mm-hmm. going back to the he real Jax. to lose the bloat and kind Losing of get back bloat, to season one Jax. Getting back to season one Jax. Which I think is a goal maybe that he should revise and like just <laughs> I think he should just focus on like future Jacks because I don't think there's any going back to season one Jacks. Right. I mean too much has happened. Let's yeah. face it. His body composition is like entirely different than yeah. it was in season one. Right. Um. But so they were together for a while but then I noticed that they stopped going together and it was only Jacks going mm. for a while. So my theory and the theory that 
a lot of people had that, or like the few people had that watched Jackson Brittany take Kentucky. <laughs> right. The four people. Which I have it. to admit I didn't watch. Well, but, yeah. hey, I don't yeah. fault anyone for that. Right. Um, Was it, were there a lot of hijinks on the show? Not really. It wasn't a hijinks show. It wasn't like the donkey kicks him as he like tries to like bail up pay or. No, they kind to- of tried to do that, but it, they never like fully committed to those hijinks. And then it was just like, it felt very forced right with like a lot of forced storylines and then it just like descended into utter darkness because you realize that Jax is like kind of an abuser and really okay a bit evil to Brittany yeah and she's in a situation where like her family doesn't take her side whenever they fight like they take Jax's side yeah because that makes sense yeah and like and so Brittany just no one has her back. And so I think she's in a constant, I like her, I like her too, but I think she's in this like vacuum of thinking that she's the problem in the relationship. Right. When it's like, you're not right. You're dating Jack's the ultimate problem, right? The ultimate problem. Yeah. So maybe that can, that can be the next spinoff, but just for him, Jack's the the ultimate ultimate problem. problem. Yeah. Where he like dates women. I wish he, (laughs) I wish he, (laughs) And Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval would like move back into a house together. I know, and they it would the rooms would be separated by sheets, mm-hmm. and they would have to hear like Jack's grunting, yeah. like as he, you know, makes love to the whichever lady. Like that seems like an iconic time period. I know, like the sheets. I wish girls we had a time and, machine. I know to just be a fly on the wall to like go back for an after hours chug of jameson or i know fireball of that apartment oh i can't i mean yeah i can't even imagine it's like things. a historical it should be like an la preserved a historical landmark. building yeah because landmark. they've lived in it for like 10 years yeah yeah do you know where that apartment yeah, I know was? where it is okay mm-hmm. maybe we need to make a pilgrimage yeah i can yeah. i can show you okay good i was thinking at one point i was like maybe i should do a vanderpump rules like tour because I know that's a great idea. Yeah, and then just like have people sign up to go on the tour with me. Right, I can drive them all over. It can include the price can include a drink, a cocktail, at, like each location. Right, right. Or also like, yeah, it would be the okay. So like the Sex in the City tour mm-hmm. in the West Village, where you go to Magnolia and the price includes a cupcake and yeah. all of that. So you could do that. So you would go to different bars. And like have a co- like an overpriced, not very good cocktail. Yeah. Um, and maybe like to the weed dispensary. We could go to MedMen. The Med weed Men, exactly. We could go to Mixology, site of many fights. Yes. Um, I can take you to the place where. Uh, Katie and Schwartz got in a fight, and he poured a beer on her head. Iconic. Um, I can take you to their apart i can take you to tom and katie's apartment yeah and jack's and britney's apartment building yeah. i can take you by schwartz and ariana's apartment building i think that's like a really good idea yeah and i feel like people people would do people it People would do it mm-hmm. okay i think you've got it i love it yeah the new business a new business venture <laughs> <laughs> I never saw tour guide in my like personal future, but now I'm really feeling it. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a natural it's progression. It's a natural progression. Yeah. It's a natural progression. Um, wait, how did you get into the show? Well, I've always been into Bravo. Bravo mm-hmm. is like, um, I, 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 I should say I don't watch all the iterations of Real Housewives. Beverly Hills is my favorite because mm-hmm. I'm like a, I'm just like, as you know, uh, 
you know, I'm like obsessed with Los Angeles. So, I mean, I, I initially I started, you know, the first like the, the Orange County, you know, I just mm-hmm. like started watching whenever like a new one came out, you know, like wh- yeah. whatever it was like 10 years ago, eight years ago. And, uh, and Beverly I believe Hills was your favorite. Beverly Hills was my favorite. I believe I even watched like when uh, Slade Smiley uh, dated <laughs> Joe. I think they had like a short-lived. Um, oh my god! Wasn't yeah. there like a short-lived spinoff? I feel. Like Am there I like? Was. Did I dream this? I don't know. I feel like there there it was been, something. Like, an hour-long special or yeah, something. maybe I don't know. So I, I, so I so really you go way back. I go really way back. I think it started when I was so I. I was in grad school and the television was my only friend <laughs> and um it was really it was really du- it was a dark period in my life and basically all I wanted to do was so yeah so that's when I think I was still in grad school when uh, Orange County started coming out okay uh and this was like pre-recession mm-hmm. um or just pre-recession yeah it's you like know? 2006, 2006 and 7 so it was like kind of like dancing on the precipice of like uh, a volcano, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, <laughs> so I started with that. This is too much information, probably. No, but then uh, I like to know everyone's whole history because I fully yeah. believe like everyone has a different path that leads them to. Vanderpump. Yeah. So I think so. At that point, I watched that, and I also, well, this was earlier when I got to grad school. I remember my favorite reality show was. Um, the real world Vegas. This was like 2003, with I believe, with Trishel, yeah. aka the sluttiest season. Mm-hmm. Um, so and everyone called her Trashel. Trashel, I know. Um, very rude. Mm-hmm. Alton, um, Earline. I don't know if you remember those stars. Stephen Bryn. That wasn't my favorite season. Mine was. I was a real world Hawaii. Oh, like I loved, Ruthie. I loved Ruthie. And yeah. I, I've always been really attracted to like alcoholic drama and like yeah. drug addiction right. drama and reality TV. Me so too. that's oh my like, God. that was a big touchstone for me. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Um, so there was a lot of like, yeah, that there, there was maybe more the kind of like sex, vulgar sex, uh, in the Vegas iteration. But what I loved about Vegas, I later on continued to seek out mm-hmm. in other, in Bravo shows. Yeah. And I feel like that's where like Vanderpump comes in. So yeah. So Beverly Hills Housewives was my favorite. Um, the se- and then, the first season of that is truly iconic. Iconic. It iconic. builds to the most beautiful climax, like at the end where Kim and Kyle fight in the back in of the, the limo. limo. Yeah. It's so, it's so Jackie Collins. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so Hollywood incredible. Wives. It's Hollywood wives. Yeah. Um, it's really, yeah, it's really incredible. So that was incredible. And then I heard that there's a spinoff coming. And at first I have to say I wasn't that enthused. I was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I only got into it. God help me. Mm-hmm. Please, everybody forgive me for this. I feel like it was only the second season yeah. that I realized what we had here. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I got like the first season on Amazon and I watched the whole thing and I was like, this is iconic. Yeah. This is like an incredible show and I can't believe. I still think maybe the second se- the season, was the second, the second season, season the best? Like, it's the best, yeah. The second season is when Jax, it's revealed that Jax, Jax and, and Kristen, Kristen slept together. Slept together. Yeah. It's like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable television. Yeah. And there's like, a th- there's a thing where... You see it through from the beginning of the rumor to the completion. being proven true to the completion to the fallout. Yeah. 
where everyone is just like reeling and dealing with it. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's a masterpiece. It's really a masterpiece. And, um, there's the part where there's so many good moments that season. There's a, there's the part where like, um, Tom, is it, is it Tom reading the note? Did he write a note or did he read the note Jax wrote? Do you remember there's there's a thing where he reads out a note and he reads he is crying and he reads it sort of haltingly and it's like he's reading something for the he's reading for the first time. <laughs> is that at the towards the end of the season? Yes, yes. It's when oh it's all God. revealed and okay. he's like, Jax, I can't believe Is you it when slept. they meet on the beach? Yes, on the beach. Okay, yeah. On the beach. And then Jax has like the sociopath, total sociopath moment mm-hmm. where he's like, I feel nothing. I regret nothing. <laughs> It's such a beautiful thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And he's like, Sandoval's like, did you guys use protection? <laughs> and Jax goes, no. <laughs> and like, <laughs> the devastation. Yeah. And then the most, I mean, Tom and Sandoval and Kristen's relationship was like, that was also incredible to just watch the like demise of that six year relationship. Yeah. Which is they, kind of unbelievable. It was six years. Yeah. I mean, they so like, I mean, I feel like everyone knows that couple that like, they yeah. really just hate each other, they but they're each still other. together because their lives are just like entangled and it's like easier to just suck it up and be together than right. like break up and move on. Right. And it's like, it's true cringe moments. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. So that season is incredible. So I got into it the second season mm-hmm. and then of course I went back and I watched the first season and the first season they tried to the first season was they're, they're still finding their legs. Mm-hmm. The second season was like epic. And, and then it's just now it's like family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I just feel like it's like it's like getting into like a warm bath. It's cozy where I can like fart, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of <laughs> it feels really it's like a hug. It's a warm hug. Yeah. Of farts. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character on the show? I think I have. Well, I mean, my favorite character, like, who would I hang out with in real life? Like, Who, who would, would be- you want to hang out with? Like, okay. If you had to forge, like, a meaningful, deep friendship and, like, rep someone as, like, your best friend, you want to, you text them, like, every day. And like- I mean, I feel like probably realistically, it would be Schwartz, I think, mm-hmm. because he's just, like, the probably the most, like, a guy friend I'd have in real life. Yeah. Uh, who's maybe a, a little bit like waffly on girls. Like I, I, I'd probably give him advice yeah. and be like, man up and like do X or Y. Yeah. But he'd, he'd be there for me. Mm-hmm. I feel he, like he we, seems like he'd be a very loyal friend. I feel like he's loyal and I feel like he's like, yeah, I just feel like probably that would be the easiest for me to get into friendship real friendship yeah, wise yeah. real friendship wise uh, i have a question yes if you were friends with schwartz like last season and you watch had to watch him going through all this stuff with katie and it's like leading up to their wedding where would you fall on like and he's like comes to you he's like no me i'm like flailing like what yeah. do i do like what do i do uh what would you say yeah, that's a really hard question. I feel like I would want to stay the fuck away from that conundrum mm-hmm. and be just be like, listen. Well, I I would just say you've. I think I think at this point, like he'd gone so far in mm-hmm. that he would be he would just be 
it would be really bad if he had to like get pull out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would just say like, yeah, you have to man up and see this to completion Mm -hmm. because like, how could you not like you like you would for better or worse, you know, I, it didn't, the relationship didn't look good in Mm -hmm. all these past years, but like you've, you've come so far. Don't be like a dick. You're still in it. Yeah. You have to be in it. For a reason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Interesting. I think I would probably say that like, you know, I mean, if it was earlier, I would probably say like, get out. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, but he, not if it's like. But not I'm if it's like he's he, like saying he they're engaged and yeah. he like she's obviously wanted to be engaged and he like went there. Like I'm talking about like if he came to you like if you were in the friend group and you went on the big bachelor or bachelorette weekend yeah and you're all at the picnic table and he's crying and the camera turns to you and it's like your turn to speak to the situation right oh and so that, that be, moment yeah. um I mean I would be like. You know, I don't know. That's a really hard that's a really hard thing because I think it is it was like a shitty I mean, God bless, I hope they're doing better now, but it didn't look like a good relationship at that point. Yeah. But like at the same time That can lead us into and I, I like I mean I'm intrigued by your answer too of being like you've made it this far, like you need to just now do it because yeah. and that's a good point that I don't I rarely think about because it's mm-hmm. like she had been saying for years that she wants to get married. She sees it. Yeah. Future. Just like, don't be, I mean, he was like so weak willed for yeah. such a long time and wishy washy and wishy washy. And finally he like manned up. And so he should have, he should have cut it short before if he didn't feel it. And now he's like, at least at that moment he felt stuck, but you know what? Like you got to, I don't know. Like you, you've ruined your life. Just do it already. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say that. Maybe it's you know. And of course, things are like spun certain ways and whatever. So yeah, I'm sure they have beautiful moments of connection and closeness. Um, someone in the Facebook group had posted this article, which I is interesting and relates to what we were talking about. Okay. So the Daily Dish Bravo's website reports. We all watched Katie Maloney Schwartz and Tom Schwartz say I do last season on Vanderpump Rules. It was an emotional and beautiful event, to say the least. And now the couple is offering some insight into how marriage is going these days. We're not happily ever after, Tom told reporters at the NBC <laughs> Universal Press Junket in Hollywood on Monday via Us Weekly. We still have a lot of work to do. Oh, my God. The couple, that's dark. That's I mean, really not that dark. that's not true in any relationship, obviously. Like, it's not like anyone has a perfect relationship. But that's kind of amazing that he's just, like, straight up being like, listen, we hate each other. They but, both, like, we're she stuck. goes on to say it, too. The couple married in August t- 2016 in front of friends and family. Prior to getting married, fans saw over the course of their relationship that it wasn't always smooth sailing to get to to their wedding day still katie noted we would be lying to ourselves if we said everything is great but it is significantly a lot better even as they work through the ups and downs of being newlyweds they're already thinking about the next step of starting a family oh my god it's all part of the big picture katie said i think right now we're on the brinks of some exciting stuff she added the future has become less hypothetical and more real it's been fun and exciting and a lot less scary than i thought it would be and being married has definitely changed the way Tom views planning the future. We've always been very ambitious, at least vaguely ambitious. That's what I like to say, he said. I'm vaguely <laughs> ambitious. But now that I'm married, we're starting to think about having a family and starting to think about kids. We're focused on the future now and excited about it. Back in the day, I think I was scared of the future. Well, that's sweet. That's a nice... It's profound. It's Yeah. 
And I think it's nice that they're being honest about it because I really do think, especially after you get married, um, it's, you know, there's a tendency to, I mean, I have to say I never understood the, the sort of people and maybe especially women like being so uh, kind of attached to the idea of marriage per se. Yeah. Like the wedding and yeah, like the, the whole thing. Um, so I think it's like the fact that um, they're now dealing sort of with the aftermath and they're admitting that there's like, it's not just like happily ever after is I think kind of nice and mm -hmm. maybe like tells people that it's work and it's not, it's not automatic. Yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, and that's why I, I love it. That's why I love the show because it shows us that really the, the struggles people have interpersonally. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's f funny to say that it's like honest about it, but in a way, but yeah, is. in a way it is like realistic, yeah. at least like the acknowledgement, because mm -hmm. I feel like last season we saw so much of like, denial about the problem mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like and I think even like on a social media level like uh, like offline from the show it even was like there was like denial from Katie and like like visceral angry reactions towards mm -hmm. anyone that was like this relationship is like psychotic yeah but now maybe it's like yeah it is but we're married and we're gonna make it work right and we're in this now right and maybe they'll stand the test of time maybe they will yeah maybe they will they have been together a really long time they know each other really well they know each other really well they're now married so they're legally bound to each other they are and what else are you gonna do exactly i was intrigued by the prenup situation last season that was truly bone chilling if it, real bone chilling yeah and very bizarre because like what what were they what was he trying to protect like what assets is everyone protecting and right that? like they made it seem like they literally had like two hundred dollars in right. their checking accounts yeah and like no money saved so it's right. like who's but i don't know i mean and it's it's funny too because like um schwartz is so uh, at least allegedly averse to being kind of like ambitious and forward thinking and i'm like i'm moving forward with my life and whatever i i have these plans to you know whatever his plans are so like what is he how is he thinking he's gonna make millions that he'll need to protect it was very weird but i'm also like maybe he comes from money of some sort because he doesn't work that much it seems yeah. like yeah do you think he comes from money with i like, don't know i mean he does he I don't know what he does for a job. I guess like he does get paid to be on a reality show. Right. So that's a source of income and he gets paid to have modeling jobs. And I guess LA is just a place where you can get paid and do nothing kind of. Right. Like, you, I mean, they probably now they do probably like a lot of Instagram. They do uh, Instagram promotions and they like, host, they host, they events. host events. So there's in, there's, money there's income, in. but like yeah. how much really that you need to protect from your new wife, who's but, probably also doing exactly the same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. but also it's like i would love to know i would just love to know the truth because i feel like and i feel i wonder if they feel conflicted about this because i feel like lisa's narrative for the cast is like their lives are messy and they're broke and like they have her to right. thank for everything yeah but now they're kind of building out their own personal brands mm -hmm. and getting their own things going so that narrative doesn't work anymore like when we see them being like humiliated at the prenup signing or yeah. whatever like 
there's something there's something about that that's really gratifying to watch because you're like i knew it i knew they only had five dollars right but then at the same time you're like there's no way that they only have five dollars because they're on the show and like this whole thing is happening yeah so like where's the truth and do you think that i wonder if they are like if they get mad that the truth is being hidden, like if they're successful and like they have to still play into these roles or if they're just like, whatever, I don't care. Remember when Jax, there was this profile on Jax and like complex complex. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he was like, I'm, he said something. I don't remember what he said. I'm, I'm sure I'm misquoting, but it was something unbelievable. Like, I could have retired long ago. Like, like I'm a yeah. millionaire many times over. Like, so, like yeah. some some claim. It wasn't that, but like some claim that was so preposterous. I'm not saying he's not making money. I'm sure he's making money, but it was like, yeah. Listen, I could right now leave mm-hmm. L.A. because it's like I've I can already move to made, Florida. I can move to Florida and live off my earnings for the rest of my life without like lifting a face. Yeah, you know, just something. Yeah. Like, and I was like, really. Like, I mean, maybe, probably not. No. It's all mysterious. It's so mysterious. Which I think also just speaks to like, um, I mean, among many other things, it also speaks to like Amer- America's like intense interest in the financial um, aspect of things and also complete um, like uh, kind of denial and like refusal to speak about money and how much people are making and mm-hmm. like where does money come from? Like, are your parents rich? Like, do you come from, are you actually like, did you climb your way up from poverty and you're hustling? Like uh, somehow it's like the hidden component. Somehow you're supposed to live your life and you see it on Instagram too. You're like, wait, like how is this person like living in Mexico again? Like living this, you know what I mean? Like Instagram has compounded that. Like it's made it more in your face where you're just like, who, what, why, when, how, right. where, like, right. How, like how is yeah. every time I open Instagram. Yeah. But that is like, maybe the mystery and keeping that mystery in Vanderpump rules is better than knowing the truth. Right. I don't know if I can handle the truth. Though. I don't know if you can. Yeah. I don't know if I can either. Cause yeah. I Googled their net worth, which seemed way like overblown, but it was right. like, it was shocking to see. Right, like, what did it say? Um, I think it said like Sheena is worth like eighty thousand. It said James Kennedy was worth like in the six figures, like two hundred thousand or something, or like four hundred thousand. Right, which I'm like, maybe he got like an inheritance from George Michael's passing. Right, but like, like the Godfather, his yeah, Godfather, his Uncle Godfather. George, and so it it was just kind of like all shocking. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's shock it's 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 just shocking no no matter it's what shocking, way you, no matter what happens no matter what happens I I'll be shocked I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, someone else posted. <laughs> well, you okay? So you come to LA like once or twice a year, right? Yeah, and you love it here. I love it, and I. I love it because it's so like alien to me and I'm so like seduced by it Mm -hmm. in this probably in the same way that I um, love watching uh, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Because it's not 
a world that I would necessarily like encounter mm-hmm. in real life, like servers in a West Hollywood boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love it. I'm attracted to like the, 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 the sort of the, the, the flash and like the idiocy, but also like the sexiness of it and mm-hmm. all that. And it's dreamy. It's so dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever live here? Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, I have a family and I have a job in New York. So yeah. it's, uh, I, but I, yeah, I would. I think I'd be, I think I'd be scared to like pull the trigger on that. I mean, apart from just like the technical, whatever, like mm-hmm. moving my family over, finding a job and all that. I think I also, maybe in some ways, I prefer to retain it as a place of fantasy rather than a place of realities because then like I'll be here and then like, like, will I really go to the sweat garage? I mean, I would like to go to the sweat garage. Yeah. But like, is that really me? Like, yeah. would I be able? Of course, LA is a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not one thing, but but like, yeah. But like, I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of like a you know I'm a, I'm a pale Jew of the <laughs> East Coast, so I I I don't know if I'd actually make it work here. But yeah. maybe I'm not discounting it. I love it here. And the magic could wear off. Like you could The magic find could that wear it, off because yeah. then you know how even when I come visit, like sometimes you know I'm driving and like the sun is like beating down and you see people like walking on Melrose or something and it just suddenly I realize like how LA could be really depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It can be really oppressive like yeah. at certain times. Like on and it just is like it kind of like ebbs and flows in that way where mm-hmm. it's like some days you're just like, oh my God, it's so hot outside. And like, why is it this hot? It's right. like November, October. Yeah. And you just like have to go to CVS and like. Right. Like, and you go to CVS yeah. and it like, th- it smells like, a, the air smells like a cigarette. Yeah. And, and like the line is like 20 people long and there's like one person that works there and you're just like, oh my God. It's like very overwhelming. At yeah. Times. Yeah. Do you feel isolated here sometimes? It's really easy to isolate. Right. Here. Like, and because I work from home, like mostly. Mm-hmm. And so I can go days without seeing anyone mm-hmm. if I want to live my life that way and sometimes right. I do but it's like it turns it gets scary after like I think right. 48 hours is like my the longest amount of time I can truly spend right and then I'm like you're being a weirdo like you need to actually interface with another human being yeah because yeah. then you're like like if I god forbid like I died here like how long would it take to find the body yeah essentially yeah yeah and you're just like I could go off the radar for like a week and that's kind of just like whatever in right LA, you yeah know? So it's good that Ryan lives next door because then that's someone that you can check in with a lot. Sure. Yeah, that's then, important. Yeah, it's like I don't know, it's weird and like the sun the everyday sunshine. Yeah. That become can become really oppressive. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Because you wake up and you're like, oh, it's another this again. Same day. Right. It's the same of day. The exact same weather. Right. That's why I love like winter here when it rains. Like this yeah. past winter, it was like super rainy and moody. And I just, yeah. I love like an LA rain right. vibe. Yeah. Because you just never get it. Right. And it feels different and cozier and. No, I get it. Yeah. I mean, New York is very, can, can be cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's nice that there's differences, but it's also, it's also funny to see, um, I, I'm wondering if for this season, uh, they're going to do like a, 
a, a, an event for the towards the premiere because last year they did a Vander crawl. A, oh yeah, a, a, a bar crawl. Did you you did that last? I year. did that and it was was it fun? Amazing! It was really <laughs> fun. Like uh, I was lucky enough because I am the uh, preeminent intellectual of Vanderpump Rules, mm-hmm. uh, America's preeminent yeah. uh, expert. Uh, I'm not really, but I, <laughs> but I just I, I so I got on their list, and now they invite me to like mm. whatever publicity events. They did they have. send you the like publicity tchotchkes and like not well? They did, yeah. Actually, they did. They sent you like sir wine glasses, yes. and shot glasses. It's oh, not. It wasn't lucky. shot glasses. It was sort of like. Um, it wasn't wine flutes. It was just like sort of, uh, sort of like sort of tall glasses. Tum- yeah, tall tumblers with like um, sir and gold on them. And um, oh, I know. The conceit was that I was Katie's uh, bridesmaid. Like that was the conceit. Oh, so like, yeah, I got sent a box. Yeah. I would imagine that <laughs> men journalists yeah. got um got a like a best a man a groomsman yeah. thing or so and it was a handwritten note from katie i was like i screamed when i saw it yeah. it was so amazing when i got it at work <laughs> and it was like and i hung it up it's still like in my cubicle it was like dear know me um thanks my best girl for always being there for me um I would really love to invite you to celebrate like me and Tom's, you know, like nuptials or something. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to like go on this journey with you, XOXO, Katie. And uh, so it had, so what did I get? So it was like four glasses. It was a, a, a sort of, um, oh, it was, uh, there was a necklace with an oh. N on it. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. They really, it was like really jewelry. high end. Yeah. Did uh, you get a candle? No, it wasn't a candle. Oh, I got this sort of like s- kind of slutty top, which I wear uh, as a pa- as pajamas that said like a tank top, a tank top, but it, it was a low it's cut, a low cut, you know, sort of booby tank top. That- Is it from like Dylan's candy bar? No, I didn't. No, it said on it, friends in gold. It's black and it says in gold, friends don't let friends Vanderpump alone. <laughs> True. Which I, I love. Yeah. I love it. So it was just like the perfect, the perfect thing. Yeah. And I think I got, I think maybe I got a cookie or something, like a sort of like a custom cookie with like, I may be making, making this up, but the cookie part. But anyway, it was an incredible thing. Wow. And then there was the Vandercrawl. And so I got to meet a lot of them. And the I, I am going to go on record. I already have in like other contexts, but the women, the girls, the mm-hmm. Vanderpump ladies, all looked so good. Yeah. They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like in a way that um, doesn't necessarily always figure yeah. on TV. The camera does not do them justice. Like, no, I they're even gorgeous. remember when I saw Ariana for the first time. She's gorgeous. She's stunning. She's stunning. They're all stunning. Like, uh, st- uh, like who was there? Katie was, all of them, I guess. Well, Sheena, I don't think. Well, I don't, I didn't talk to Sheena. I don't, she must have been there, but I didn't see her sort of face to face. She's an elusive. Uh, she's an elusive figure, yeah. a, a sprite, you mm-hmm. know, a, a mm-hmm. forest elf. But um, Ariana, Stasi, uh, Kristen, and Katie, I just couldn't, like, when I said hi, uh, maybe I didn't say hi to Stasi, but I did see her. But when I, like interfaced with them, I couldn't stop myself from saying, "You look so gorgeous!" Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, you're so beautiful tonight. 
<laughs> it was so creepy. I'm sure they loved it, though. Yeah, but it was true. I was 100% sincere. Their yeah. skin was luminous. Like, they just looked great. They Their looked bodies great. looked yeah. sick. Like, it was really, they, uh, yeah. What's fascinating to me, too, is, like, I met Stassi for the first time when she and Katie and Kristen all came on Pump Podcast together. Oh. And I was really shocked because, like, they're all in good shape. Like, right. They look great. Yeah. And Stassi like was bragging about how she never works out. She oh, really? like, no, she like was like someone, I think Kristen or someone made her go to a workout class was like the first time she's been in years and yeah. she just hates working out. And I'm just like, wow, like how do you guys live your lives? I and don't look know. Like this. That's really a mystery. And also with the amount that they drink. Yeah. Or at least it seems that they drink. I think they drink a lot. Yeah. It's, um, it's shocking. It's I'm like, really is it a shocking. facialist? Is it like, is it just if you have like the right amount of Botox and fillers, you just kind of but the like, body, the like body is look, tight. Yeah. It yeah. looks tight. It looks great. Um, more power to them. Uh, I mean, I would say it, it's probably, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to retain over time, I guess. And I sort of loved, or I didn't love it, but I found it interesting that there was the period when Stasi like sort of came back from New York and she had gained mm-hmm. weight. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also remember when she said like maybe on her podcast or something that she was doing like basically speed, like the whole like first and second season. Yeah. So that's like why Adderall. she was like, like Adder- uh, uh, Adderall. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's why she was like, so kind of really skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really interesting to me that she was a, a little bit heavier and that was the season where her power was gone. Yeah. And she had to sort of like crawl back, like begging to become part of the group. And it, it, it seemed to me that like an integral part of her debasement had to do with like her shifting body. True. Where like she was like the hot one before, you know. And she, she was a queen bee of the She group. was the queen bee. She was like, I'm the hottest I'm like really young, like I, you know, everybody like wants a piece of me. I'll mm-hmm. tell everyone what to do. And then she like left, came back, like was debased, had to like crawl back. And that was like in direct correspondence to the fact that she'd gained weight yeah. as well. And I thought that was really, um, you know, disturbing and just like, uh, it is interesting. And, yeah. yeah. And like, uh, Because I think like the people that bring that up the most, or especially last season, are like James Kennedy and like Lala or whatever. Right. And then there's like a whole body shaming. With like Katie with a body shaming. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that shit. It's. it's But like what's also interesting thinking back to the beginning of season three and like the shift of power dynamics is that like you ended season two with Kristen being like slut shamed within an inch of her life. Right. how she survived that, I'll, yeah. like, I'll never know. Like, know. she truly is a warrior for yeah, going she is. through that and yeah. coming out the other side. But then, like, somehow, Stassi was kind of the one that was wronged, per se. Right. But then she also is then the one that's, like, excommunicated. Right. But I think she excommunicated herself. Yeah. And I can't really fault her for that, because if I had found right. out that bomb, like, got dropped in my circle of friends, yeah. I would also be like, maybe I shouldn't be around these people. Yeah, of course. But I mean, then they always come back. They come back uh, because it's just too good. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. It must be like too sweet. And the it must nectar be of the gods. The nectar of the gods. And it must be really hard 
to get used to life without it once you've had it. Well, yeah, what would you do? You just, I mean, you go from being like cameras in your face and you kind of like your hijinks are celebrated and you're told like you're fabulous. I mean, like Stasi's fans are like rabid fans yeah. for her. Like they stand hard for her. Yeah. And so if you just leave all that, then I you're know. just like you're just living in New York. I know. And you're like, and it's hard. It's not yeah. easy. It's not easy. You're writing on that Pandora's blog. Exactly. Um, which I, the, uh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, the, the high, not the high society. Oh my God. What was it called? What was it called? The divine, the, di- the, the divine, divine addiction, the divine addiction, divine addiction. <laughs> wow. God. Oh my God. Wow. Is it still ongoing? I don't think so. I sort of admire Pandora for, you know, she seems to be doing well. Yeah, I think she's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Pandora's really like, she's cornered the market. Like, it's, I feel like she's going to pick up where Lisa yeah. has left off. She's like being groomed for she's it. She's groomed. I don't worry about her. Like, I, I don't think worry she's about her. Fine. She's very, she's very uh, solid. I'm a little bit worried about Max. I'm worried about Max. I, uh, it's, he's just kind of a TBD. Yeah. But as long as he's working at CERN, like, consistently maintaining that job i worry a little bit less yeah no i think he's fine um like someone went there recently and was like max was our server and it was crazy but like also that i feel like comforted to know yeah i'm comforted yeah he he has a he has a place there i wonder if he's still pals with dj james kennedy i I think they're always gonna be friends dj james kennedy is perhaps the the least sympathetic yeah cast member wouldn't you say or, or do I, you have a soft spot for DJ James? I have DJ a soft James? spot for DJ James because mm-hmm. I think like we got to have some really good glimpses of like his home life and like his With mom. The mom. And I think his mom is like truly so psychotic that it, it, I felt like a lot of empathy for James because I was like, he clearly grew up in like kind of a chaotic household. Yeah. He's very insecure. Like I just, I feel for him. Yeah, I think he's a tortured soul, I which think is he's, why he's, I think like, he, he lashes, lashes out. He lashes so out. Much. Yeah, he lashes out. He does. Mm-hmm. But some of the things he says are inexcusable. Yeah, and like awful. his his like uh, his outlook on life is just so terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe the sort of like cruelest, Darwinistic, you know, like woman hating. It's just like really bad. He's bad. Yeah, he's really bad. And like spitting when he spit. Oh, at Kristen, when he spit on the he door. He can be like really vile yeah but it's all coming from a place of like deep deep it's, hurt it's deep hurt yeah it's deep hurt for sure um what do we think what do we see for lala this season what I are we think thinking that she's like she is out in, in with, like, the, with her relationship right. with the producer yeah and roland roland yeah yeah and she's like she's fully like Instagram storing his arrival on private jets and their like right. PDA. And I really like that. She uh, posted, I think it was on Twitter. This was a couple of weeks ago. She was like to all my haters. Mm-hmm. Um, I will continue while you like, you know, talk shit about me. I will continue to thrive. I I'm just give them Lala, you know, I'm just get, getting bigger and better. But my favorite thing that she said was, I'm going to continue to drive foreign and fly private Mm -hmm. good for her yeah yeah i have like i have nothing but like i think lala's doing it right yeah she kind of took this 
She took the role. She that also she was operates given. from a, a world of hurt. I feel like, and she says that. Yeah, she where does. she's like, you know, the the moments where she's like, kids didn't want me to come to the party, mm-hmm. and I had to wait for my mom to pick me up because they, I was like the outcast. I I feel for her. I get yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that that's like part of the reason she's so like hypersexual now is yeah. because maybe she was like had like ugly duckling syndrome or something like right. that, where it's like. She was bullied so bad and then now she's like hot and has something to prove. Yeah. But I think that she kind of did. She's doing what Sheena, I think, maybe wanted to try and do, but couldn't. Well, she was with Shay. She was with Shay, but she was with Eddie Sibrian before. Oh, you mean even before the show? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, that's kind of how she came into the fold was that Brandy found out that Sheena was working for Lisa. Yes. That was a crossover. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a a backdoor pilot. Pilot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, and so like, I feel like they tried to pull that same trick with Summer House, by the way, did not work. What a fail. Yeah. Yeah. A total fail. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a bunch of like Aryans on a beach in like New York. Like, I just can't do Like, I'm like, I have enough going on. The drama was so dull. Yeah, it didn't seem like they're not pulling real Vanderpump. Yeah. No, that's as Spencer Pratt has told me, not about Vanderpump, but about Laguna Beach that uh, they used to say that Laguna Beach was lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is true as well for uh, Vanderpump. Very true. Yeah. Does Spencer watch Vanderpump Rules? You know what? I I haven't. I don't think he does. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him about it. It would would be interesting to know if like other, because I feel like if you are a reality show person, do you watch other reality shows? Yeah. I mean, I definitely know he watches other reality shows. I just watches The Bachelor and stuff. He watches the, he's really into the Kardashians. Um, He's, uh, he was really into Siesta Key this season. Okay. Which was, I didn't didn't watch that. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. I I heard a lot of people that I trust their taste and stuff talking about it and tweeting about it. I mean, it's so dull in a way but so was the hills right but the then was like, like people are such like meat, like they're such meatheads like, yeah especially the main guy who's like the hunk mm-hmm. he's like the a-rod of the group mm-hmm. he's nightmare <laughs> nightmare his like his head is a literal cube it's like a cube of meat alex alex he's the king of siesta key everybody knows about alex he yeah. has a boat his dad is like Did, made his like fortune. A- the dad made the pilot. The dad okay. bankrolled the pilot because he was like, my son is like, he, he fucks and, <laughs> you know, and he's, he, yeah, let's just put that on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love a parent bankrolling like I, a creative project. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I it's a passion it. project. Yeah. Total passion. And the project. dad also has plays kind of like, kind of a too significant part in the proceed like th- what's weird on this show is that they're literally like in their early 20s they're not even it's not like laguna when they're 16 or 17 yeah and for some reason like most of them live at home and like the parents are really on camera all the time and i'm like <laughs> what is this this is is this the new trend where like that kids, feels like really millennial right it's very weird and like, like they're not are they in college well, or are they post college? Some of them are post college. Some of them are didn't go to college, and then yeah, but they're like say like twenty one or twenty two mm-hmm. or something, and um, and it's always the mom saying like, "So how are things going with Brandon?" <laughs> <laughs> and the girl is oh like, my God. 
I don't know. He's really nice to me. Do they go? Do they have a lot of staring off into the distance? A lot of staring into the distance. That's like classic MTV reality yeah. show. A lot of it's uh, slow mo too, right? Beautifully shot. Uh, a lot of slow mo, like really um, extended, like s- sort of silent, mm-hmm. like brain dead slash like really deep. Thought. You know, yeah, yeah. deep thoughts. Um, oh my god there's i wish i found alex more attractive i feel (laughs) like that would really make the show like take it to the next level for me but you just don't you're i just you know what type i just don't Mm -hmm. alex i'm sorry i it's not gonna happen wait who's the most attractive to you out of the vanderpump like if you had like if i had my druthers yeah if you had your druthers um who would you have a romantic liaison with well I mean, I would probably say, I mean, again, the most like real life, probably mm-hmm. it would probably be Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Katie. I, I, it's not. <laughs> You're an enemy now. No, I'm not. It's not, no, I'm really. Uh, this is totally. You're actually not. Because if she listened to this, she would know that you were sent, advising him to go through with it. Yeah, totally. Up. No, yeah. I'm, I'm in support of the relationship. I hope they're happy. Uh, but just like theoretically speaking. I feel like it would probably be Schwartz mm-hmm. because he has that sort of Brit pop look that yeah. I at least used to like. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe that. But um, I have to say, I mean, Jax is like so gross to me. But um, I have to say, the couple times I saw him in real life, I think I understood. Yeah, it's you know, a, it's you surprising. To, it's surprising. It's an interaction thing. Mm-hmm. And you get like sucked in, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's surprising mm-hmm. because he's uh, you know, he's just uh, sexually very magnetic. Yeah, yeah. He is a sexual magnet. He is a sexual <laughs> magnet. Um, but I, I really, yeah, I would say probably Schwartz. Love. What about you? Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, like mm. I've had such like a such a push pull with Jax over the years. Yeah. He's like my white whale almost. <laughs> like I want, like I want so badly to tame him. Right. But I know it can't be. It can't be. And I know he would torture me he in would just the very you. specific ways that I love to be tortured by men. Yes. And he, he fits all the boxes. And it doesn't matter how much of a moron he is. No. It makes it kind no, of is cute. Yeah. It makes no difference. It makes no like difference. it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter to you when you're like, I'm like a thousand times smarter than this fucking idiot. Yeah. But, and yet, and yet you can still lol together. Cause I think he does lol. Sure. And he like, I think that there's just something, there's just something about Jax. No matter how badly I want to escape it, if I had to be brutally honest, like I would. I get it. Yeah. 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 I get it. It's Jax. But it's something I'm just like working on constantly. I know know because it's a larger project. It's a larger journey for you. And I understand that. It's a journey of self-discovery and trying to like push through the Jax and get to a place more of like a Sandoval maybe. Right. Sandoval is like, I could see him. He's like loyal and you know, he's, he, he wants to do the right thing. He doesn't Mm -hmm. always do the right thing, but he wants to. He's passionate. He's really passionate. Um, and yeah, Jax is like Jax also has like he's a liar, which is very attractive. Yeah. Um he's a liar. He's like clearly like had gay sex for pay. Mm-hmm. You know. 
he's sexually like open to he's a promiscuous lot of yeah he's adventurous he has like a dark past he could tell you about like he could confess some things to you i know and, and you'd you feel, feel like, like a false sense of intimacy exactly and like then, you'd feel like you're making progress with yeah him. and then two days later he like fucks you over so hard and you're like what the fuck like i know what happened you just told me about john from miami and your <laughs> whole relationship like you cried in my arms two nights yeah. ago <laughs> i love that that's i like, love that I, in a man I'm so here for that no i get it yeah i mean i hear you i it's it's a beautiful thing and um with schwartz i would say i'm attracted to his weakness <laughs> <laughs> to his wishy-washiness mm-hmm. to his here today gone tomorrow shenanigans yeah his laissez-faire attitude his laissez-faire attitude um i mean you know i'm i i i get that mm-hmm. i get that um i could also i feel like the biggest like the guy who negs the most is probably dj james kennedy yeah don't you think yeah like but with him the cycle is like literally i feel like I feel like with him, he works, he'll work to get you to have sex with him, but there will be no, the that, uh, that will also be the moment it ends. Yeah. Like there's not going to be with Jax. I feel like what you said is really true that it would be like a recursive thing mm-hmm. where like he would like be intimate, then fuck you over, then be intimate again. But, and he'd, he'd kind of like hook you into that cycle. Yeah. And with DJ James Kennedy, I feel like it would be like he'd be really mean to you, but also then say like, you're cute. Yeah, <laughs> or something. it'd be like a one and done thing. One and done. And he's like more outwardly abusive. He's so abusive. And so, and I'm not really into that. I'm more of like a right. abuse me psychologically. You're into mind games. Yeah, I'm so into mind games. Yeah. I'm a man. Right. There's um, Make me think that we have like a really deep connection. And then and just then like at the last apart. minute, to yeah. just, just uh, uh, pull the rug from under my feet. Yeah. I get it. Um, there's this Mary Gateskill story, um, which is all about actually this um, confusion between wanting to be like literally abused and wanting to be played with mm-hmm. um it's called a romantic weekend and it's this woman who's like weak wants to be dominated there's this horrible guy she's like he's gonna abuse me i'm gonna love it meaning like he's gonna be mean to me and then nice to me and then mean to me and then he takes her he's married of course he mm-hmm. takes her to his grandmother's empty apartment in dc and um basically he wants to have like snm sex with her which she's open to but he just basically wants to abuse, like fully abuse her. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I want you to abuse me, but I also want you to be nice to me. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it and, has and to so be. there's a confusion about the terms. Yeah. So that's basically like Jackson, DJ James Kennedy. Those mm-hmm. are the two faces of those impulses. They are. Yeah. I'm read that story. Yeah. It it's good. Right yeah. I love that. Well, thank you yeah. so much for being here. Oh my God, this was a dream. This was a, a dream come true for me too. And you have to, like, if you go to a Vanderpump event or we'll find a way to check in over the course of this season because I want to yes. know your thoughts. And Oh my God, I have, I wanna I'm going to have, go to I'm one so of excited for this season. Are you like host, do you watch, you watch alone? I or? watch alone. You watch on an iPad, which I also. I know, I use, I know because, well now actually since last season we got, um, 
a, a projector and a pull down oh, screen. Yeah. So I feel like this season it's all going to be like Chic. big. It's all about it's all about the big screen. <laughs> so maybe I'll invite people this season. Usually oh God, I sort fun. of watch alone. Yeah, or with my husband. But yeah, yeah which I, I force him to watch. But oh, yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Lara. And this was incredible. On to the bonus episode. Oh, hooray! Bye, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.